Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination. First Timothy, uh, the fifth chapter, where Paul is given uh, instructions to Timothy to share with the church, to show them how they are to live life. Remember, he said that earlier in his uh, letter to Timothy. He says, you know, I really want to come and see you. But in case I don't get there for a while, let me share some things with you to where you will know how you're supposed to live together as the body of Christ. And let me just give us a a brief recap because it has uh, much to do with what we're about to read, the context. Remember, he said, don't sharply rebuke people. Don't sharply rebuke an older person, but appeal to him like a father. Don't sharply rebuke a, a younger man, but appeal to him as a brother. Don't sharply rebuke older women, but appeal to them as mothers, nor younger women. Treat them like sisters and do all this in purity. Now, this is going to have something to say with the verses we're about to read today, because one of the verses says, rebuke somebody. <laughs> So the first verse, he says, do not sharply rebuke. In verse, I think it's 17, he says, now rebuke these folks, okay? And we'll see what the context is in a moment. He also told them how to uh, to deal with widows, that there are different kinds of widows. There are widows that have resources. The widows that have resources need to live off their resources, and they need to help other widows who he refers to as widows indeed. And widows indeed are widows that don't have anybody to take care of her take care of them. The church is to help them, but not just any widow. The widows indeed were ones that, uh, that they prayed. Okay. They practiced piety. They, they had a reputation of good works. They had shown, uh, people how to be hospitable to strangers. They had ministered to each other, but then you also have widows that were younger widows. Remember that? And he told the younger widows, uh, y'all go ahead and get married. Okay. Get married, raise up a family, you know, uh, don't give the enemy an occasion. The whole idea behind this was to show people how to live because they had a bit of a struggle there. There was some who were uh, taking advantage of that, uh, younger widows that were coming in trying to get help from the church, and then they wanted to live however they wanted to live, and he said, no, you can't do that. You don't do that. Well, now Paul continues, and in verse 17, he says this. Oh, the rebuke passage is verse 40. Maybe we'll get to that. I mean, verse 20. Maybe we'll get to that. So he says this in verse 17. The elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. So he's telling them that the elders, and he's spoken about the elders already, the qualifications for the elders and uh, uh, who an elder can be and this type of stuff. An elder is simply one who is older, okay? Here is elders who rule. These are elders who are leaders within the body, and the body acknowledges it, okay? Notice it is a plural term, elders, not just one elder. In most of our backgrounds, in most of our churches, as a matter of fact, we normally point to one individual as being the head person, as the head leader. You don't see that in Scripture, You don't see that in Scripture. And I'm convinced that it's because of that that we have so many difficulties within the body because we do not follow what we see within the Scripture as the pattern of leadership. What you see in Scripture is a plurality of leadership, a plurality of elders. 
a group of people that lead. Uh, I know this works because I've been a part of something like this before. Okay, I've been a part where we were organizing this way. And at one point we had like five people that were a group of elders. Two of us did this vocationally. Okay, we preached and we taught and we led worship, and this was our vocational job. The other three at that time, let's see, one was a school teacher, one was a contractor, and one was a nurse. Okay, and vocationally they did that, but when it came to the elders, we were all equal. Okay, we were all equal. Now, it depended upon what the issue is and what the task was. There would be point person. So when it came to worship, I was the main point guy when it came to worship. When it came to preaching, the other uh, another elder was the main point guy, but he's the best worship leader I know. He's a great worship leader. I taught most of the Bible studies. And so we did everything hand in love. But then the other elders also, they had their gifts. And when it came to what their gifts were, they were the point men on that. So what he's saying is here, the elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor. Well, what's that double honor? Well, what do you think it might be? Should you honor? Yes. Aren't we supposed to honor one another anyway? Yes, we are. We are to honor one another and walk in humility before one another. Well, does this have some type of monetary thing involved with it? Some people say yes. Some people say no. I would say just read the next verse. Okay, read the next verse. It says this. For... So it's tied back to verse 17. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle the ox while he is threshing, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. So it does have a monetary component to it. He's saying the elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor. Now, honor is great. Okay, honor is wonderful. And it is marvelous when people come up and tell you how much they appreciate you and how much they love you and how much uh, they like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, everybody loves that, right? But you can't pay the electric bill with that. <laughs> you know, that's the harsh reality. And the Lord knows that. That's the reason he's saying this. He's telling this body right here, the ones who are ruling well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially, notice that, and not exclusively, but especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. And so the ones that are working hard at preaching and at teaching, he's saying this, man, they are worthy of double honor. You take care of them. But there's also something that is unsaid here. Notice the elders who rule well. You will have people that will be elders that do not rule well. Okay? They don't rule well. And I think they, it's in relationship to this. They don't work hard at preaching. They don't work hard at teaching. Far, far, far too many get a subject matter, get a scripture verse, do a Google search, look at some places, download a sermon, and read it to their congregation. That is not working hard at preaching and teaching. And that type of uh, supposed preaching and teaching, I just call it reading, that type of reading to the congregation is becoming more and more common, and the congregations are picking up on it more and more. And they literally just beam out. It's the saddest thing in the world. They just beam out. And it affects everything. Because if I can't trust you with the word that you're bringing from the pulpit, then why should I listen to you or anything else? Now, I'm not saying these things are necessarily heretical. <laughs> I know in one situation that that's done as the the, the the norm, the norm. And you can tell, you know, how, well, how can you tell? Because the language is different every week. Okay, the language is different. 
Also, you can tell when the language is not somebody's, when they're just reading and not really speaking from the heart. I had one person say, well, you know, if they're downloading, why can't they at least download good sermons? (laughs) Because quite often they don't download. Well, because they're tied into certain sources and things like that, which are just not doing exactly what it says right here. They're not working hard at preaching and teaching. They're working hard to make sure they're not offensive. They're working hard to be attractive. They're working hard at being cute twice too cute more often than not. And they think that they're presenting a great and correct gospel. And they will actually tell you point blank, oh, I preach the Bible. And all the while they ignore the Bible. These are elders who are not ruling well. We do not do them or the body of Christ good at all by uh, consider them worthy of double honor. The sad truth is more often than not, they wind up getting more monetary uh, remuneration than most. The last verse and the final seconds here. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle the ox while he is threshing, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. We'll pick up more on this the next time. But this is how we know that someone who works hard at this should be supported by the body of Christ and should not fear about whether his children and his family are going to go without food and without shelter. Okay, This is quite a word for the body of Christ. And notice, it's not a new word. The Spirit was sharing it through Paul to the churches where Timothy was hanging out. It's a needed word for today, too. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.